is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, this is episode 139 of the Better Life, Better Work show. Welcome to our live viewers and welcome to our podcast listeners. Today is going to be a good, juicy episode. We are talking about 12 business values for heart-centered business owners. Listen, these are my values. And what I know is many people like me, many of my clients hold very similar values in this very noisy, frankly, fucked up online business world. So I'm looking forward to sharing this with you. I'm going to go a little deeper. So it might be a longer show, which is fine. I understand if you don't want to watch live and maybe it's easier to wait for the recording to come out. I do want to tell you some of the topics. I have a list of things that are coming up. Um, I'm going to be talking about self-leadership in social media, like how many of you are a little bummed out and a little overwhelmed and tired of social media? I had a big insight. So I want to talk about leading from self as we navigate social media, if that's a part of your marketing, which it has been a part of mine for 12 years. Um, we are going to, I'm going to talk with you. I'm, I'm still developing and ruminating about how I want to share with you guys um, internal family systems. So this whole year, I have been working with a therapist coach. I am also taking a couple of trainings with um, IFS, uh, the internal family systems. I, I don't know what they're called, institute, school, their main hub. So I'm taking um, a general class and then I'm also specifically taking a class on coaching while I wait for training. And um, this, this expansion of perspective has really shifted so much for me. That's part of why I've been really quiet, at least as far as content creation and podcasting over the last couple of months. Um, I've been doing my own deep, deep, deep inner work and feeling. And I'm saying getting clarity. That's such a thing to say. Anyways. I'm going to be talking about um, why this emotional stuff comes up for experienced business leaders. Um, I've had many of my clients say to me, I thought I handled this. And what I noticed, I'm going to be doing an episode about what I noticed about business leaders or owners who are like at a really stable place. It's a great time to do deep emotional work. Um, I did a drawing yesterday and I'm going to do a podcast on your emotional responsibility buckets and how we're often bleeding, especially caring people. Um, I want to talk about the eight C's of self energy, which is an IFS thing. Um, yeah. So, th- so those are some of the things. Oh, creativity is essential for sanity. And here's another one. Mm. The loneliness of leadership. 
And so those are some of the episodes you have to look forward. I know I've been away for a while. Welcome back. If you love this podcast, if you if you were one of the people that like two Fridays ago, there were 881 downloads. Did someone mention this podcast somewhere? I've never had, like, I haven't created new content. So to have 181 downloads on one day is a big thing. Okay. With that, let's get into these values. These are posted on the homepage of my website. So if you need someone to take notes for you. But what I really want you to do, I'm going to share with you my deeply thought out and over time values. One, to give you permission to adopt them as yours if they align. And number two, to use them as starting points to figure out what yours are in the world. So the first one is, since I was a little girl, I tell the story about <laughs> being in church. I'll save that for another day. No, not being in church, but being in chapel. And I was so tired of being told I was going to hell. And my understanding as a third grader was that it was about relationship with God and spirit. It wasn't about all the... Um, the doctrine. <laughs> and so it's so funny because I believe this now too. It's not about the doctrine of business. It's about relationships and relationships are valuable to me. If you are not a relationship valuing person, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> so um, that's the first one. Relationships. Um, people matter. I matter. My people matter. People, the integrity of realizing that we are working with people versus sales at all costs. Okay, the second one um, is a personal value of mine. It's also a professional value. I value personal growth and not from the place of not enoughness. My sweet husband said to me one time, I asked him after I was doing a Barbara Staney class in probably 2014 or 15. And I was like, honey, I need to talk to you. He's like, what? Because I don't normally, we don't normally talk to each other like that. And I said, do you have this one thing in your life that you, it's just like your Achilles heel and you can't get over it. And he said, babe, one of the reasons I married you is you're into personal growth and you're open to change and evolving. He goes, but you sure try hard to grow. Well, I, I, I fell flat on the floor because he was right. And so I'm not talking personal growth about trying to be something you're not. I'm talking about the natural and beautiful evolution of becoming as a soul having a human experience. Um, so personal growth for me involves the biggest personal growth has been self-trust. This is huge. This is something I do not see very often in the online spaces and it fucking pisses me off. The number one rule or ethics of coaching is the client is resourceful, able, and whole. And I see so many people stripping self-autonomy instead of encouraging self-autonomy and developing self-autonomy, helping their, my clients, helping clients develop self-trust. I am not the guru. I am certainly here to help you poke around. I'm certainly here to do a little bit of training here and there. I'm certainly here. But as a coach, my job is to remind you of who you really are. That is the number one thing I see is people forgetting. That is the number one space. And, and, and there's so many reasons why, because we are 
we are especially emotionally brought up to not trust ourselves. We are brought up to perform and fit in. And then in the business world, we are inundated with the messages that if you just do this one thing or take this one course or hire this one course, it will solve all your problems quickly. Um, the second part of personal growth for me is self-leadership. So I hired my therapist coach not knowing that IFS, internal family systems, which is um, a modality that is an extension of some work I've already been doing, it's way deeper than I realized, but that there is an essence of ourselves. I have always called it sacred self. It's called self-energy. And so when we're in situations, which part of us do we want to lead? And I'd had some experiences where there were like the little girl in me totally flooded some situations and, and I was feeling very emotionally unstable out of the blue, like snap quick, like I'd be the adult self, calm, wise. And then all of a sudden, this really insecure part would pop up. And so I hired this um, coach, Rebecca Shing, and um, she introduced me to this concept of self-leadership and I've immediately started studying as well as doing my own work. And that's a real interesting because it's real easy to get intellectual about it and also avoid doing the hard work. I've been doing both, but it's about leading from our highest self. And there's so many other parts of me. I can lead from a comparison part of me. I can lead from an insecure part of me. I can lead from an afraid part of me. And I really wanted to cultivate, this is my year of self-leadership. And I had no idea when I hired her to help me with self-leadership and self-trust that that was actually the language of IFS. So another part of personal growth for me has been emotional management. Um, I am a sensitive person. I am an emotional person. For years, I struggle with depression because I press down emotions. And so learning how to navigate and compassionately manage emotions of being a human, of being a business owner, of being a wife, of being a friend. Okay, so yeah, that's number two. I know, we got 12. So number three is creativity. This has always... Creativity is not just like making art. Y'all know that I like to make art. I've been doing watercoloring, but creativity, I don't know. I, I don't have words for what it means for you, for me. Yeah, for me or for you. So I want you to think about what creativity means to you. And I noticed many of my clients saying things like, oh, I used to be creative. And I have been in creative places where I'm really creating structures and systems and foundations. And I will tell you, my soul and my business and my being is nourished by playful process creativity. So dancing for the sake of dancing, cooking for the sake of cooking and enjoying the end result of the meal, but painting, especially for me, painting for me, doodling, writing for the sake of the process, not the performance of the product. So creative being and creative doing is number three. Number four, this is a biggie for me. I know this word is overused. I feel like I was an early adopter of this because it was shut down in me when I worked for Keller Williams. Authenticity. Authenticity 
is being and doing and expressing in alignment with your values versus this performance thing. And so I am a stand for authentic creation, authentic expression, and authentic being. And once again, this came up in our group call the, uh, the other day, like, what would I do if I was not afraid? I would just be me. And so many people I work with, including super successful 30-year business owners, have forgotten who they really are because they've been so busy surviving or building or staying safe or creating stability or performing or hustling or whatever it is. So authentic creation, expression, and being, that takes cultivation and practice. It's not a light switch you turn on. We have some really, really, I will tell you, doing this internal family system stuff, we have some really deep protector parts that do not want us to stand out, they are afraid of being rejected or not being safe. Every, y'all, everybody I've ever worked with, um, it all comes down to, I don't want to be rejected. I want to be loved and I want to feel safe, period. Okay, the next one is prosperity. I am a stand for prosperity. A big part of my personal growth journey has been healing both inner work and outer work, some money stuff, um, and creating creating financially for myself. That was not something I ever considered. I don't know if y'all know, I have a degree in home economics and I wanted to be a wife and mom with 10 kids and I wanted to adopt kids from around the world. And I never had any clue that I would love being a business owner. It just wasn't an option to me. And I always, all I honestly, I thought I would marry a man who would take care of me. I would marry a rich man. (laughs) funny how life works out. So um, I'm all for both financial prosperity. I love sales. I love talking about sales. I'm not really the best full-on sales teacher. It's, but it's, you know, I can give you an intro to sales. I have some really good sales language, especially authentic sales, not bullshit sales, but I love sales. I've learned to love managing and allocating my money. Um, I love spending money on myself and on my business. I love saving money. I love earning money. But it's not just the financial prosperity. I'm also very much a stand for emotional prosperity. What's your emotional profit and loss? What's your whole, everything in the holistic? What's your health profit and loss? What's your um, intimacy profit and loss? So that one. Another one is fun, play, and humor. Oh my gosh, when you are running a small business, it is so easy to forget to have fun. And one of the things, especially coming off of COVID um, and these shelter in place things, I know that I am, my soul is thirsty for fun and play that have nothing to do with work. It is June and because of the weather, I have not been in a pool or a lake all summer long. And for me, summer starts in March. This is a problem because those are elements of play for me. And so taking time for play and fun away from your business is actually emotionally profitable and it can be financially profitable. Obviously, I love humor too. There is a major part of me that is a stand-up comedian. I love bringing humor into my coaching. I used to get criticized all the time, being told that Uh, You know, it's a part of me that's deflecting. Yeah, it's a part of me that's fucking deflecting. It's okay. It's fine. Okay, this is a big one. This goes along with authenticity. I am a stand for transparent leadership. 
One of the most disheartening things for me was falling in love with things that people said from the stage. I mean, I would hear leaders speak and teach and I would buy their programs and I would coach for their organizations. And then when I saw the behind the scenes, it was bullshit. It was all to sell us something. If there was an effort to practice what people preached, I didn't see it. And I've had that experience from a few different organizations. I have heard of that experience from many. And um, there, there was a moment when I was a productivity coach. So I was actually a local office real estate agent coach. And we had a conference And I don't remember the question. I was on a panel. I was not the main speaker, but I was on a panel of successful coaches. I did a really good job at that job. I did so good. They tapped me to be a coach for all the coaches in the company. And somehow it came out that I had struggled and been treated for depression and anxiety since I was in my 20s. I was diagnosed at 24 with clinical depression like the chemistry kind, not circumstantial kind. And my father had and my grandfather had and other family family members had, but yet I had this very successful, happy-go-lucky life. And when I mentioned that, I remember seeing this room like the shoulders dropped of me too. And of course, my boss like jaw dropped and was horrified. And after the end of that, I had a line of a hundred people wanting to meet me mostly to say, thank you for sharing. I thought I was alone. Thank you for sharing. I thought I was alone. It's nice to know I can struggle with this and still create something beautiful and wonderful in my life. Well, and a few days later, I was talking to my uh, boss mentor about like, oh, wasn't it amazing to really connect, you know, have a relationship with these people and be able to be helpful. And she was like, I would never have told anybody that. And she didn't, she wasn't talking about herself. She was clearly bothered by the fact that I told that. And that was a moment. It was a pivotal moment in my career where I was like, I was crushed. The little girl in me was a little scared. I wanted to do good. I wanted to please people. And I decided there was also a a warrior part of me that said, I am going to be the kind of leader I need because I have not been able to find it. So transparent leadership, because you deserve to know I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the bullshit in ads that I see that is not true, but suckers you to buy at all costs. And that's that's the big thing is this this buy anything people will say or do or share to get you to buy. And it's either not true or it's certainly not the whole truth. And so the whole truth is not sexy, but it's fucking important. Okay, the next one. Um, my clients, myself, we are gardeners, not machines. I get that there are some of you, and again, you're probably not listening. First of all, you can't listen to a podcast this long because you ain't got time for that shit. Second of all, there there is a time and a place for some machine businesses, right? Like production, machine, um, mass production, scale. But if you're in a service-based business, you are working with people. You're not a machine. 
And so much of the get rich quick, make six, seven, eight figures, do it fast, bada, 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 is asking you to be like a machine. And I see it breaks my heart. I see some of my clients that have gone through some of the schools out there and the online courses and the selling courses. And they're like, but these are the right things to say. And, and when you're a machine in a service-based business, I, I am absolutely a stand for systems, um, for leverage, for some automation. You cannot do that at the expense of losing yourself and the relationship. We are gardeners. The other part of being a gardener is there are natural cycles. This is not a 24-7 thing. And so when we use the analogy of being a gardener and cultivating, there are seasons and there are helpful ways of being with your business, with your client, with your life as a gardener who tends to their garden regularly, but also navigates turbulent weather, navigates drought, navigates soil, and navigates harvest. So that one's a big one. Uh, we changed the name of the podcast back to the Better Life, Better Work show because at the end of the freaking day, better is better, more is not better. I see so many people wanting more. I am working my um, deep coaching circle, which is I have my mastermind, not my mastermind. I have my membership, my coaching community, $333 a month open to anybody. And then I have a deep coaching circle for women who have created a minimum of $100,000 regularly in their business, like super experienced. And these women have more, they've created more. And what we're doing is working on and healing and navigating the gaps that are still there, the holes that are in their Swiss cheese. (laughs) And more is not better. And what if we can create better? And sometimes better includes more. I want a little more. I want a pool in my backyard. I have a focus for a specific more. But more is not better. Better is better. And I see a lot of people either suffering to get more and they're missing better, or they've got more and they're missing better. And I want you to know that if you cultivate better, it can actually be profitable emotionally and financially. Okay, we got three more. I'm really a stand for holistic coaching, well-being. You're obviously the legal name of my business is soul-full living. When I was, I am so thankful to Keller Williams for introducing me to coaching. I am so thankful to Keller Williams for teaching me sales I am so thankful for the opportunities I was given. And at some point I noticed in my, at the time I had as a local coach, I had 47 clients as a national coach. I had 74 clients. And what I noticed was those who did holistic inner and outer work were the happiest and most financially successful. And those who just scrambled to do the outer work were like the hamster on the wheel. And so Um, There's a big, the best example I can use, like there's a CTFAR in coaching, circumstance or 
you know, programming is how I was taught it, PTFAR, CTFAR. Programming equals thoughts, equals feelings, equals actions, equals results. Absolutely believe it. And most people go to change your thinking, change your life, and we jump over that thinking without doing the holistic emotional management. We do a lot of bypassing if we jump straight over, change your thinking, change your life, right? Change your thinking and change your feeling. We've got to learn how to acknowledge, feel, and transmute the feelings so that we can release them. Otherwise, they will circle back and kick your ass. Okay, last two, simplicity. Oh, of all the things I've done in my business, I wish I could make it more simple. Well, it is simple. It's it's simple now. How simple can you let it be? I notice that... So the other day when I was making this list, this is the perfect example of how the mind works to complicate things. And what I love is that my values were in front of me. I was actually working on my values again. And simplicity, like at first I hadn't put simplicity on there and I was like, no, I'm not letting go of simplicity. Simplicity heals my nervous system. It helps me stop overthinking. It is so tempting for our brains to overthink as like the protector parts of us to get busy thinking. So I was wanting to create a list of things I want to do for TikTok. I was wanting to create a list. I was doing some content planning and I realized content planning works around my values. That's, that is how I use my value. One way I use my values is as content planning. That's why we're doing a podcast. And I started, I started writing. And then I was like, oh, I need a note-taking app. Oh, I need a content map. I need a template. And I started, I started, you know, Google, 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 content planning template. Oh, does TikTok have a planning template? Because it's going to be different. And I started making, making things complicated. And you know what I came back to? I came back to a piece of paper and a big black marker and a little yellow marker for yellow because we love yellow. And when I got away from the complications of all the tools and all the technology, and I sat down at my kitchen counter with my piece of paper and my creativity, it flowed. Keep it simple, sweetie. Please keep it simple. Simple self-compassion, simple curiosity, simple processes. One of the um, things I did to build my membership, and I, I there's some things, you know, back in 2017 when I um, built the framework for my membership, I built it as if it would have hundreds of people in it. And I, the, my big thing was building it for reoccurring charges. I'm glad I did that. What I know all these years later, four or five years later, is reoccurring church, uh, building it for reoccurring charges was absolutely helpful. But there are so many areas of it that I overcomplicated and I've had to simplify. Now, here's the thing. I built it overcomplicated and everybody's like, Oh, just move to a new, new system. That's even more complicated. There are better systems that I could use for my membership, but it's, it is not worth the complication to move. So I often advise people what not to do, what I have works, it works for me, but it is super overcomplicated. So, you know, Infusionsoft, Entreport, all this other stuff, get simple. How can you simplify your business, your life, your emotional processes, whatever it is, holistically, how can you simplify? 
And then the last one is really about, well, it's breathe y'all. And breathe y'all is one of my mantras for myself and for others to help me remember that I'm alive. A lot of this is a nervous system thing. (laughs) A lot of it is a nervous system thing. And breath reminds me to slow down and stop. Breath reminds me to be aware of the things that are automatically happening. Because obviously, unless you think about breathing, you're breathing, but you don't remember that you're breathing. And so breathe, y'all, is my version of checking in, not just with my thinking, For me, breathe, y'all, is from the neck down. If I just breathe to the top of my shoulders, I create tension and stress. But if I get my breath all the way down to the bottom of my lungs and I allow myself to embody a little slowdown and a little awareness and whatever I'm sensing or feeling at the moment, life just works better. And so... um, So many things I hear my clients come up with when we lay it all out on the table, the very first thing, and this is one of the first things I wish I had learned as I was building my business, as I was getting married, as whatever it was, I wish I had been taught from an early age, conscious breathing. And I wish I had been, I I would, I had been taught, but I really didn't pay attention to. I wish it had been embodied instead of just information about the nervous system. I wish in junior high even, right? The nervous system is the thing that will hijack so many of my plans. And so I wish I had been taught not from a I mean, yes, from a clinical place, but from a practical place to recognize, oh, my nervous system is going AWOL. Oh, I'm having a nervous system response. Because a lot of times it gets blamed on our thinking because that's how it shows up, especially with smart people, because we love to think. And so we think we can think ourselves out of a problem. And usually the best creative thinking comes out of taking time to pause and be aware of my nervous system and breath. So... Those are 12 of my, this did not take as long as I thought it would, which is okay. Those are 12 of my values as a coach, as an online business owner. I have seen a lot in, I've seen a lot. And there are, there are some great people out there doing podcasts, like calling out the BS in the world. I, want to see the BS, but I don't want to spend a lot of emotional energy. I want to be the leader I want. I want to sell from ready. I want to sell to my clients embodying their self-trust, not scarcity. Um, I I want to call forward self-trust and self-leadership in my clients. And so thank you for taking time to listen. Um, If you enjoyed this, please share it with somebody. I will tell you my intentions for this summer. Serve, rest, and play. And my intention is to grow my audience organically through referral, um, through creating valuable heart-centered content like this that may resonate with the other misfits and mavericks online. (laughs) The ones of us that don't fit into the seven-figure models and typical bullshit. Uh, they have, other people have the right to do their bullshit business. I just don't want to. 
I just don't want to. So rest, serve, and play, grow my audience, and um, grow Solis. We have a nice, small, intimate group of members. Um, it's been as high as 85 before. It's not 85 right now. It's not even half of that right now. We're at about 46 members right now. There's about 12 to 15 that show up regularly and a lot that are just quiet watchers and have been since the beginning. I was talking with a newer client and we were talking about, um, long, we were talking about liking long-term coaching agreements. I, with my other clients, I worked 12 or 13 months and, and at Camp Starheart this year, there were three women in the room that have worked with me for 10 years and not because they needed to, but because they wanted to. And I usually work pretty long with my clients. I worked with Rich Lippman for five years. I've worked with my coach now for two years. I love the long relationship-based relating. And she was like, oh, even though this is month to month, of course I'm here long-term, right? Like, And it was just sweet because I set up Soulful Success, the membership, to be month to month, right? I, I set it up to be a reasonable fee so that if you wanted to invest in detailed sales coaching or you wanted to invest in something else or you just didn't want to spend $2,000 a month on coaching, you would have this and had a community of like-minded people. But I also set it up that if you need a break or it's not vibing with you right now, to stop. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize that there would be so many lifers and even though I have a lot of lifers, they're also very welcoming to new people. So those of you listening or watching that feel um, an aligned poll, I'd love to invite you. Coachwithallison.com is where you can sign up. I have totally updone the uh, redone the sales page of that. So um, thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you to those of you, Shelly, Nyali, Jill. Um, good to see you. Um, those are the people that are writing comments as I do this live. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you also want to give a review, no, I, don't, I don't care about reviews. <laughs> That's so funny. What a perfect example of like, since when have I ever cared to be in the top 100? <laughs> Don't review me. Just review me in your heart. And if it's aligned, stick around. I will love on you. If it's not aligned and you want something different, feel free to ask me. I'll point you in some other directions. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for um, your attention and for the opportunity to share my heart and show my work with you. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out Soulful Success. It's my online coaching membership community where we dive deep into the practices of being and doing that help you create your unique version of soulful success in the world. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support and an accessible fee. Check it out at www.soulfulsuccess.info. That's S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L. S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot info, soulfulsuccess dot info. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. 
This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.